Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Searching, directed by Anish Chaganti and released in 2018. The plot of the movie goes something like this. After his 16-year-old daughter goes missing, a desperate father breaks into her laptop to search for clues. So, as we've been doing lately, we're going to do a little spoiler-free section at the beginning to tell you guys if you should see Searching. Yeah, um, you should see Searching. And I would say see it at a cinema too. You, it probably works really well on screen uh, at home, but it is when you're in a darkened room and you can kind of enjoy the atmosphere that it creates. Oh, my God. This is – yeah, this was just an amazing film and really innovative in the way it um, it actually makes the internet interesting. Um the internet is sort of notoriously hard to film well mm. um, and films notoriously aren't good at making it work. But this actually does some quite innovative things that sort of really reflect kind of how people live their lives online and, you know, how all the different tools they use and things like that. And so you're always interested. You sort of know what's going on and um, you're looking over his shoulder but you're also sort of seeing the world um, – through being seen. It's just a really interesting film. There's a couple of bits that are a bit clunky and a bit obvious, which we'll get into under the spoiler warning, but it's uh, as far as films about the internet go, this is one of the better ones I've seen. Plus, it's a great thriller and gives John Cho a really excellent vehicle for his many, many talents. So, yes, you should see this film. Yeah. Um, the thing about this film is uh, there's been a few films that have come out that have been from the point of view of a laptop. I think most notoriously the uh, – um, dark, what was it? Unfriended mm. um, horror films, which are just garbage. But um, this one, I really was quite trepidatious watching the trailers for this and everything going, yeah. oh, it's all from the point of view of the laptop. Mm, what's going to be like? I'm not sure. But they made it work really well and much more effectively than you would think. And there's mm. actually some camera work. And st- like there's actually technique behind what they're yeah, doing yeah. rather than just showing you the screens, which works really well. Um, John Cho anchors it so beautifully. He's just so great. So having him to um, focus on really helps the film. Yeah, there's a few things that are a bit clunky and not great, but given what they were trying to do, I think this film succeeds way beyond what you could expect. Yeah, um, and also while try and see it while it's on at the cinemas just because this is it's already reaching the end of its run and it's like it's the kind of film we want to support mm. in terms of just innovative, interesting films that star John Cho. So, yeah, if it's showing me, you still get a ticket. And it seems to have some quite good diversity behind the scenes as well based Mm. on the names that came up at the end of the film. Um, So that's nice as well as seeing the diversity on screen. Um, Yeah, that's right. uh, It was also produced by Timur Bekmambatov Bekmambatov or Bekmambatov, I'm not totally sure, um, who was the guy who made the Night Watch movies, Mm. which are great, but also it's really surprising (laughs) that he's behind this movie. It just doesn't seem like his sort of thing. Well, he was involved with the Unfriended movies as well. Oh, okay. I didn't know so, that. So they seem more like his thing. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. There's yeah. just a, there's just a sort of a, I don't know. I mean, the first Unfriended movie is a ghost movie. Mm. So, like, that just seems more his thing than this kind of more realistic mm. thriller type Yeah, movie. I, I kind of like that. He's also – he does kind of interesting found footage type stuff, I guess. Yeah. He's – yeah. Anyway, he, he threw his weight behind this film, which is good because Anish Chaganti is – this is his first feature. Mm-hmm. So – and there's a lot of – you know, like a lot of people had to kind of 
put a bit of faith into it. And it seems to have been made on a relatively small budget, I would suspect. Yes, I would too, given the number of names that were in the thank you section and yeah. things like that. And thank you for do- donating your photos. And these are the, you know, all the people who are in the background of scenes and stuff yeah. that they wouldn't normally name. So there's definitely a lot of support behind it, I think. Yeah, so that's good. Um, we will go into spoilers now. Um, and please don't keep listening if you haven't seen it and you want to because it uh, it's a great one to go into without knowing too much about um so we'll start talking spoilers now so if you haven't seen searching and you are planning to turn off the podcast now and come back when you have yeah um so i'm trying to think about what i could say about this movie like i i liked the pacing of it it worked surprisingly well there's enough twists and turns in it to keep you on the edge of your seat and keep you trying to figure out what's going on mm. without it being too obvious what the twist is mm. um there are definitely hints to it but it's not too overt what exactly the school, twist is. home of the catfish yeah exactly <laughs> i saw that the, is that was, what it says yeah at the on the very first shot of her outside the oh. high school it says blah 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 home of the catfish okay. and, and i just went i bet that's going to come back okay because i legitimately saw that and went home of the cat f- what <laughs> Because I only saw it right as it was yeah, going Yeah, it's in off. like cursive handwriting. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Home of the catfish. Wow, okay. Um, I know, I was just like, are you guys, did you really just put that in there? Isn't that a bit obvious? But anyway. It, it, will, it clearly wasn't obvious enough, like so obvious that I noticed it. Because I was looking at the picture, like at them, and then my eyes moved across and I saw cat and then like mm. it went off the screen. Yeah. Long after. I was like, what did that say? Um, yeah. Like that kind of stuff was a bit sort of there, but I definitely had so much fun following like along all the different twists and turns and stuff. I did too. I think I was overly fixated on a couple of things. Well, there are a couple of things where like he's looking for a phone number online and he like clicks on the sponsor link on Google and then pays for the thing he's trying to find. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you click on the sponsor link, dude? Mm. But I, I also wonder if there's a bit of like, that's a deliberate choice of he's not very internet savvy because it takes it takes them like 10 minutes to explain that the stock photo of of the funeral lady is the same stock photo that um, Fish and oh, Chips same is using. Model. Yeah, the same stock photo model. So I'm sort of getting the idea that he's meant to be playing someone who's a generation older than us who didn't grow up on the internet who's a little bit not so tech savvy. Yeah. Um, What's a Tumblr? Yeah, that kind of stuff. So some of that stuff is deliberate, but also it got us quite fixated. And and like when she first goes missing as well, he's quite like laissez-faire about the whole thing. I don't think so. I think that his – no, I don't think so. I think that he follows a very logical progression hmm. because I think when people go missing, that is your first thought. Your first thought is, you know, oh, she – um has probably gone on this camping trip with her friends or whatever. Like, yeah. Because at first he doesn't know she's missing because mm. she tells him she's going to be out all night at the study group. He doesn't hear yeah. her come home and then he thinks she's gone to school before him. Mm. Um, and then he gets a bit worried because she left her, left her laptop, more worried because she's cancelled the piano. And then even then, like, there's an explanation until a certain point. Yeah. And I think you would – I think most people do buy into those sorts of things because we're so used to people, like, not – being in touch every second of the day yeah yeah I, I, she's quite like i do feel like the school might have called or he might have called the school or earlier it just i don't know there were some things that were it a bit is weird. strange it, that the school doesn't call him to ask about the absence yeah because generally if you're absent like the school gets in touch with your parents right that's to my the best of my knowledge yes like that is what happens if they are absent mm. um and Even there hasn't been an explanation yet. and able to drive themselves they still like call if they're absent i think yeah, 
Well, I don't. I'm I'm actually not aware of whether or not they get called in high school. I know they do in primary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we mark roles for a reason. Yeah. And we mark roles in every class too. Like we yeah. mark every class so yeah. that we know which classes they've ditched and stuff. So right. if they're away for the whole day and it's an unexplained absence, they would usually at least call parents, like contact parents to say, hey, are they all sick or whatever? Yeah. And so things like that would sometimes trip me up. I mean, once I got going though, and he, when he does start calling school and the piano teacher and his brother and everyone, at that point, I just sort of forgot about all that stuff and got quite caught up in it again and then i would only notice weird things when they actually were weird like the detective and her son yeah i think also we know that we're watching a thriller Mm. so we expect that this daughter is going to we know that this daughter is going to go missing that's the plot of the movie summary yeah so we know what to expect but he doesn't this Mm. is just an ordinary friday for him yeah and he's not having the best relationship with his daughter since his wife died exactly and he's cranky with her for not taking the rubbish out so she might be you know freezing him out because of that there could be all sorts of things going on that are just normal everyday you know parent child interaction stuff for at least the first day i can completely understand him not freaking out Mm. oh he does freak out a little but he allows all of the logical things that people are telling him yeah, yeah. to overtake that innate fear that he has. Yeah, yeah. And he's pr- and he's probably telling himself, oh, I'm just extra scared because of what happened to her mum. Exactly, that sort of thing. I just thought that the beginning of the movie made quite a lot of sense. Like I was like, oh, mm. yeah, I can see. And he he's so good at it too. Mm. Like John Cho is just so good at this. He does such a good worried dad. Oh, man. Um, And humanizes him so much and there's – I just there, there were quite a few moments where I was like, God, he's just so great. That moment when he's requesting help for them to come and help search for Margot in the woods <sighs> is a beautiful acting moment. He was fantastic in that moment. Mm. It's up there in my favorite moments of the year, along with that moment where Tony Collette's face changes in Hereditary. Like, <sighs> yeah, just great. He, oh my God, he's wonderful but all through um there's the bit with the brother where he discovers his brother's been giving a pot and he's kind of really defeated and he heads back and he slumps in the on Mm. the couch like that his whole body i just there's so many times i just wanted to hug him me too yeah me too and like cry for him and it was just oh my god yeah i got a bit fixated on like the brother as well not as a suspect though Mm. and i knew he would be like, from the early on, I was like, oh, he's going to be a mislead for a suspect at some point. But at the same time, like, I was a lot of the time I was like, you'd think he'd be around. Yeah. And, like, the daughter was going to visit him. So, she, so the brother so clearly she, lives in the same sort of city, at least. Yeah, and he doesn't come over at all until, like, that just seemed like a plot convenience that mm. was weird. Um, And that David doesn't even call his brother when he like figures out that it's deborah messing who did it all and all that it's Mm. just a little bit odd to me Mm -hmm. especially since at that point you're sort of like he could be the only family he has left based on what we know on the list of callers though he there's i think that john true's parents are still around or one or both of them just from the list of callers there's some okay there's some korean characters interesting that they didn't show up then no yeah well there were korean characters and i was like what about the grandparents the grandparents would be freaking frantic yeah at this point um but yeah there, there's one of the people in his list of previously called is um a set of korean characters and i would guess that's like his parents okay cool but that also would complicate the narrative so it would come and, and, and it was a it's much easier just to have the brothers standing in for the entire family yeah and it was a pretty complicated narrative anyway so it was good to have a minimal 
number of characters yeah, for us he- to keep an eye on. And like, it's kind of so obvious that Deborah Messing is off mm. that I was like, oh, it can't be her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, she's so off. Well, like from the very beginning when she just lets him go off and call his daughter's Facebook friends. That just strikes me as completely going against the protocol. Like, absolutely, the police would be like, do not do anything. We will call the Facebook friends. We would, like, they have the resources and the skills to do that. And they're also not doing it from a place of, like, frantic desperation to try and find their kid. Mm. I mean, I, it's a conceit for the film because otherwise John Cho doesn't have anything to do. And you sort of see him do quite a, a few things. But that sort of weirdness around the way the investigation is handled yeah. From the very beginning was off. Well, no, even the introduction to her as a character is off. Their first conversation after that, or during it, he's looking her up, right? Um, mm. And he clicks on the first three links and opens them up and, mm. and right from the beginning. Her weird Facebook header. Her weird Facebook header with her mother's love is the most important thing or whatever it was, mm. where you're like, gag me. Mm. But also like, and, and the one thing about searching that you can say is that it's not subtle. No, it is not a subtle movie. Literally, home of the catfish. Um, but yeah, home of the catfish, which I didn't notice, but also like the very first shot of the brother has pot in the foreground yes. of the shot, <laughs> like right in front of the camera. Oh. There is just a jar of pot. Yeah, actually, go catfish comes up more than one time on the um on the school stuff too. Okay, but yeah, yeah, lots of stuff that you're just like, ah, uh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. but what else? Was also, there why was- is the brother-in-law making? Um, his late sister-in-law's recipe because his niece is coming over. Obviously, is why he's making that gumbo recipe. But um, oh yeah, it's it was weird to me that he was making like you would think he might ring to say, "Do you have mum's gumbo recipe or do you have mum's recipe for kimchi or whatever?" But he's like, "Do you have Pam's recipe?" Well, it might have been really, really good. It, it might have been, and that's how, the way the film plays it and wants you to read it. But of course, when you look back at it, it's clearly he's making that because he knows his yeah. niece will appreciate it. Yes, but. You have, like, had stuff that, you know, my aunt makes a really good salad. And oh, I, I stole it off her and, exactly. and I make it. And you don't know my aunt very well. Nope. So I, I totally get totally. it. But, um, yeah, it was it and, like, kimchi gumbo was a cute idea too. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a great, like, immigrant dish. Yeah. And I liked that that's – I really liked the way that diversity was written into it and not shied away from – but also not made a focus of the film. Yeah. Like they don't make a focus of the fact that the girl who went missing is Asian or anything mm. like that, but they do allow for cultural differences and, and allow for, you know, cultural dishes and things like that. Well, the other thing about the mum and dad in the recently called list, in her recently called list, she has dad, written in English, dad, mm. but he has Korean characters and I'm what I'm almost certain must stand for mum or dad. Mm. And it's it's that generational thing of like he's a – his parents were immigrants and so he speaks to them in Korean, but because he's grown up speaking English, his daughter grows up speaking like he, he's like he's American in a different way. Mm. So I, th- that kind of stuff sort of played into it as well. Yeah, I thought that stuff was nice. Mm. I was also looking for slip-ups on the screens and stuff and I think they did a really good job of not having too many of them, mm. which I thought was cool. They really kind of commit to each different screen and each different mm. person's profile being different. Um, yeah. the, especially the, the se- sequence where he tries to get into his daughter's emails and stuff was yeah. really good. Oh, fantastic. It was just a really cool sequence because you're on the kind of, you're waiting with bated breath to see if he can get into them mm. in what would otherwise be a very boring 
mm. like sequence and the way they do the timing of the shots and things like that just moves it along just quick enough. You yeah, know? yeah. Very the, clever. And the thing that gets him there is that the recovery account on one of her accounts is his wife, his late wife's email and he knows his wife's password and guesses his wife's password because it was pretty boring. And <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's not that's a, good a password. terrible password using your kid's name and their date of what? birth. How your... much do you want to bet that both of their passwords are the same? Mm. How much do you want to bet that they set up those emails at the same time and went, let's use Margot and her birthday as our password for both of them? Uh-huh. Like, I would bet you anything that that's yeah, yeah. what they did. I know. I can totally imagine that. Because but... he was still using this computer that was ancient too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, Well, no, no. He was on a newer computer later on, but when he needed to get into Pam's stuff, he logged into the old right. computer, which was the this old Windows I thought the model. newer one was like his work one. but I... Yeah, well, maybe, but it seems to be in like the – lounge room or something and then he's also got a device in his bedroom which i think might be an ipad because he's you see him in the bedroom on the facetime camera Mm. but um also on his phone Mm. so i think yeah he so could be in his bedroom or he might move i'm not really sure but he's got a newer computer but the family computer even in 2015 when his wife died was like this old windows machine yeah and they they really kind of used a lot of different things. They used Apple and Microsoft. They really kind of moved around on mm, Facebook, the Instagram, technology. So YouTube. my guess is that a lot of the money that they raised for this movie went to paying those people off for using Licensing. their products. Yeah, that's right. Um, and not so much went to other things, mm. which is why they had so many people they needed to thank at the end. Yeah, that's right. And the advantage of filming it this way is that you don't need sophisticated camera equipment because mm. you it's meant to look like it was shot on an iPhone or a news camera but the news shots are relatively like when they need to do a big reveal they'll use the news cameras mm. um, and so they've, they've got an excuse then to use a bigger camera mm. and there's a couple of helicopter shots in there too I, I think they're drones there were drones credited in the um, okay in the credits that yeah, makes sense not too, helicopters yeah. they, they just didn't have helicopter money yeah but yeah they did I think they just did a really good job with all the yeah support and technology available to them to make it seem really real like yeah you can relate to this because you have had all of these devices and all of the computers and everything and and you know what a news clip looks like and yeah yeah but i mean like and and you know there's not a lot of movies that take advantage of our relationship with technology the way that this one does in order to tell the story and i know Mm. it's the conceit of the film but the conceit of unfriended is that it's the technology and it's the Windows chat and it's not done anywhere near as well. Mm. It's got loads of boring segments. It's not mm. – it's just not as good. Yeah. And there's no... I haven't seen the whole film, to be fair, but I've seen a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, And it's just not like – you know, it's – there are whole bits that are just really dull mm. Um, and they don't use – all of the te- all of the different things available to them the way this one does mm. and it's not as seamless it's not as natural that yeah. they're using it like this is the conceit of the film but it never feels overly obvious that everything is about the technology and stuff no because it's so much of how we live our lives like we're so used to like facetiming people and yeah. messaging everybody and like jumping on facebook and the the um the one invented social media was the uh, live video thing, which mm. operates very much like, I don't know, a bit like Instagram Live or Facebook Live or those kind of things. But or YouTube. Yeah, but no, you but you can do that on you can you can do that on YouTube. There's but a lot of there are quite a few apps that have gone through yeah. as being the popular one for that sort of thing. Yeah, none of a, them have really taken hold. No, but it, it's you, it's a lot of things do that, and for the purposes of the film, it was easier for them to just create 
one that was like based around you live streaming people asking you questions on your live stream in in that sort of way and it's not like they didn't have the license to use youtube because they use it later and plus they use all like google stuff so Mm. it just was i think they needed to kind of have something where they could do that kind of thing yeah because there was like you now and there's rise and a bunch of they never really no they never quite um take off and you can because also you can use other platforms for it like instagram live and um and facebook live and stuff which are probably easier to access for most people Mm. there is a website called youcast yeah, right. I just looked it up, but it's not the same one as in the movie. Anyway, I, I have some notes, but they're not very good. And, like, I, I honestly was just too into the movie a lot of the time to take notes. Yeah. I didn't want to miss things. And at one point when I was taking notes, I did miss something yeah. and I was sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I tried not to take notes too often because I looked down and took a note and you were like, oh, the brother's then. I was like, what? The fi- brother's finally shown up after, yeah. like, an hour of this movie where he's just not shown up at all. Uh-huh. Um, or, like, not come over to visit, which I still thought was weird. Yeah, I but guess they, they couldn't include him. They more. couldn't come up with a good way, like or or a good way to show him visiting and like being in front of one of the cameras in the house or something. I don't know. But they managed to do it with like her live streaming and the dad just coming in to visit at one yeah, point. Yeah. So you know that was such a like difficult scene too. Yeah. You could just like it, they just were really good. It <laughs> was, was really good in this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I that can't was explain. so. That scene actually was another piece of amazing acting of all the stuff that's going on in that about him coming in to ask her to watch tv and he's and you know asking to just share this connection with her and and desperately trying to hang on to the connection between Mm. the two of them while struggling struggling through his own grief and all that kind of stuff Mm. it was just this perfect little encapsulation of all that yeah it was really really good that's another thing i was going to talk that's what i was writing down during that moment at the very beginning of the movie, when John Cho first opens his computer, there's a news site open, and the the big headline news article is something about a a man surviving in the woods yeah. for seven days and being found. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's not foreshadowing at all. When yeah. it was foreshadowing, foreshadowing the exact like ending yeah. of the film. Yeah, it's um, a bit like the catfish thing. <laughs> yeah, that it's like it really uns. I mean, I know that they're you know have restraints but some of the things were really unsubtle mm. i also thought it was odd that margot kept you casting so much when her views were so low yeah. but anyway it seems like something that she would give up instead of keep doing all well, the time unless you have a particular friend and that's how you interact with one another yeah but that doesn't seem to be the case based on i mean until she met that yeah that person but but she well, was, I mean, she probably wanted to try it a few times but she and yeah, then she, it was it, a it lot all, of videos it all ticks up after she meets that person so does it yeah that person comes in at some point and like you then then there's more videos after that it's fairly early on that she comes into the okay i think i'm they come into the no, situation i just realized that chronologically there's a problem with how they showed those videos that said, clearly fish and chips had come in months and months ago. Yeah, but the thumbnails matched the one at the top. Oh, I didn't see that. Because I was looking at all the thumbnails going, oh, she looks sad in all these thumbnails. Yeah. And the thumbnail for the video. Yeah, that's, it so was that's, the, that it was, is wrong so then, yeah. Yeah. So I was, my, my brain just hole. filled it in. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I was just like, I noticed the low viewer numbers all the way up. Yeah. She had like two or three on all of them, which it looked like there were more people in the chat than the viewer numbers as well. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or two or three at a time or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. Like sometimes there are certain times when I've kind of had a secret social media where you don't necessarily want people to find you straight away yeah. uh, or you kind of 
you have different friends on there. And then obviously once she makes friend that friend, she wants to go on there more often, even even no matter how yes. many people are watching. I think that makes sense. But yeah. I, I also understand the whole having like a secret outlet um social Which, media. Yeah, the Tumblr thing was a bit of a letdown too, because the Tumblr <laughs> when she, they were like, Oh, she's on Tumblr all the time and then you go to her Tumblr and it's there's no reblogs, there's no it like it's really just weird. photos she took. It was really weird because, like, if she's on there all the time, she's definitely re reblogging things right? all the time. I, and I was thinking about like what people would know about us if they went to our like our Tumblr that we share, or like either of our individual Tumblrs. Like, it's just pages and pages and pages of memes and gifs and yeah. silly stuff and, and weird Tumblr culture stuff. stuff and yeah, and very Tumblry stuff. And she's got like five things on there, including this picture that later turns out to be glue. I mean, it does make sense that she would have photos that she's taken on there. Because she's into photography, clearly. Yes. And again, you know, And Tumblr is a really good platform for photographers. Yeah. But the fact that she had no reblogs of anything else she liked was weird. I was like, that's not what you do on Tumblr. And she, if she's on it all the time, yeah. she's not uploading five photos that she's taken over months. No. That's just not true. No. That's not how it's going to work. Yeah. What I did think was interesting about this movie was that it is really more about, it's not really about how she engages in everyone else's lives it only shows that she's putting things up herself yeah like it's not showing what she liked and what she was well and that was the the other thing the other reveal that we have is that she eats lunch alone she's not really good friends with the people in her study group they just invite her along because she's smart Mm. there's all that sort of like her desperation for like friendship and popularity that's why she's you know, get, going to her uncle and getting pot and having, like, mm. big discussions because she doesn't have solid sort of support of friendship mm. uh, going on. So that's and that's whole... why she gets so easily catfished by that yeah, guy. Yeah, and, and meets up with – wants to go meet up with that guy because, like, she's just desperate for that kind of company. Yeah, I don't think she was intending to meet anyone at the lake. No, that was they – were, they were meeting up. No, he followed her. Oh, right, right. Yes, he did. So, so she just yeah, got yeah, pot she'd... from her uncle and went to yeah, the lake to smoke it. That's right. And she had the money and she was going to send it to him. Or yeah, yeah, that's him. right. But I don't think that she planned to yeah. – or maybe she planned no, she to meet Hannah there. She Venmoed it to him and he had the money. That's he right. Was and he, give they put it, it in the car. And they put it in the car. Yeah. So, she, yeah, she hadn't planned on meeting anybody. No, no, she no. just went out there to smoke pot by herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I got that mixed up there for a second. Yeah, it is confusing the way that they But that connection the between the two of them, yeah, she's just someone who's like really finds it hard to make friends in, in real life and was like excited to make one online. So you'd think she would have more of an online presence. Yeah. Especially if she's on Tumblr all the time or whatever, you'd think she'd be more. Yeah. And that was such an obvious, like obviously problematic approach as well. It's a bit like the guy who was commenting on every one of her Instagrams. It's just like the kind of thing that raises a red flag to me when someone asks that many questions about you that quickly online. Well, yeah, the guy who was um, online giving her all oh. the Instagram comments was raising a red flag with her too because yeah, yeah. she was like, she was oh, like no ew, that guy's creepy. But it's funny that that raised a red flag but not like the personal level of questions that were coming at her quite quickly from this fish and chips girl. Yeah. Like, because yeah, I think, having done, having had several online friendships, like I know how they evolve yeah. and there, there's a rhythm to it and you do find this stuff out about each other but it they evolve at a different sort of a pace and the, so just some of the questions that they really set off my catfishing alarms yeah oh well, it was obvious catfishing i mean it was such an obvious stock photo um yeah you know and the way that they got in it was like grooming yeah um 101 it was very basic but at the same time mm. i suppose if you're john cho and you don't know that much about the internet and you see this picture of this cute girl mm. 
it's not. And then he, but he, it did kind of still raise, raise red flags for him because he asked the cop yeah. and then Deborah Messing, who was of course lying, was like, oh yeah, yeah, I called her and she had a shift. Yeah. Which was already, I was like, that's weird. Well, is there another girl using the same? Yeah. Because I was like, that's definitely not this person. I mean, it's even a little bit of a red flag, the, the age difference. Like when the teenager is being friends with the 20-year-old, it, it, that to me also is a little bit unusual. It's not like... That's not that unusual really on the internet. No, I not think. on the I, internet. But... Thinking about the people I was friends with when I was like 14 on the internet, like, you know, when I was on the bronze when I was a teenager. But people... I don't know, people you're talking to about like shared interests versus a person who you literally only know through this social channel is it, I don't know. Just, it is, it is a little weird strange, but I, don't, I think that, yeah, and, and that's where I think the movie kind of is, like that shared interest thing is lacking. Yeah. If she had gone on and like been like, oh, I like piano. But then well, they, he, but they, they were on a Pokemon com- community or something. Like yeah. they would like, I don't know, they draw Pokemons together or they go – um. They, they follow different Pokemon tumblers and, like, there's so many, like, things there. The yeah. way that online friendships normally work, that's not just, like, somebody comments on your live video and then that's how you become friends. Just a, just a little strange. It's just a, I think we spent a lot – like, we've lived a lot of our lives online and so yeah. these things sort of stick out to us. And, then and of course, also there's just some things in the movie that kind of, you know, if you do live a lot of time online, will jarringly stick out to you. Yeah. I did enjoy, however, the confused dad cast for about three seconds where he was yeah. like, he clicked on and you're like, oh no. And he just sits there and looks at it for a minute and then like, <laughs> say something. Comes up and then goes away. Oh dear. And you're like, <laughs> but no, because he doesn't know that he's live, like he doesn't know that he's live streaming. Yeah. He doesn't know what this thing is. Oh, but it That's says p- start a stream. No, it says start casting. Yeah, that it says start it is- casting. Yeah. But he doesn't know what that is. Right. Clearly. I keep forgetting. Because I identify with John Cho, um, I keep forgetting that he's meant to be A, older than us and B, less tech savvy than us. I must remind yeah. myself. It's, it's yeah, very you're clear right. he doesn't understand because he goes on to somebody else's and he goes, can you see me? And the guy's like, um, um, why would what? I be able to see you? What are you talking about? <laughs> you weirdo. So like, because yeah, he yeah. thinks it's like FaceTiming, clearly. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so he doesn't understand what it is until he clicks that button and he right. sees himself and then he's like, I don't understand. And then he turns oh, it off. Boy. But that was really funny to me. Just oh, him sitting boy. there going, what? And people, like, can you imagine people coming across it and going, what is this what guy is doing? This? Who is this guy? Um, Are you a cop? <laughs> yeah. I was also really entertained by the fact that uh, Deborah Messing's name in this movie is Vic. Because that must like be a go-to cop name or something. Because yeah. Chief Vic from Psych was the first thing that came to oh, my head. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a really cute moment at the beginning as well where they had this piano score over the whole um, mum dying Oh, yeah. And then the score becomes diegetic when she plays it on the little toy piano at the hospital. Yeah, It's a really emotional moment. Very cute. Yeah. I was going to talk about the score, actually. I thought it was really good. Mm, It was. Um, Very well made. And also, like, it it managed to be quite evocative of, of, like, police dramas and things like that in a really good way that made you sort of know you were watching a thriller. Yeah, it was. It was a really good score, I thought. And it it's another element of how nicely this movie all comes together. Mm-hmm. Like they clearly put a lot of effort and time into making it feel like something that was familiar to you, despite the different technique that they were using to tell the story. Yes. Which is one of the reasons why I think it works so well. And again, you know, we talk a lot about when some people are trying new things, they have to make it really mm-hmm. simple in terms of the story, which is probably why a lot of the things are so obvious. <laughs> Like the big jar of pot in front of the camera and stuff. Yeah. The um, composer, by the way, he did the um, 
the music for Alto's Adventure, the iOS game from a few years back. I just I was just reading his little bio. Um, he and Anish Chaganti both worked on films for Google, so they've Ooh. done they've actually got like un, in their credits a film for Google Glass. Mm. This all, now it's all sort of starting to fall into place as to yeah. why these people were involved in. It. But that the score though was just fantastically unifying and just um, really it was part of the elements that kind of held me in my seat despite the bits where we were in fact yelling at the screen don't do that don't yeah. click on that don't go on reddit yeah, yeah. what are you that's doing right. where would you go on reddit that's where the crazy people are <laughs> I know. and you could see it oh. as well like there's a whole bunch of stuff like this is 21 reasons why the dad definitely killed her and stuff like that yeah which i was amazed that he managed to scroll past i know to go get to the tmz photos yeah but it was all so well done too like everything just looks so right like it it's they're so familiar these sites mm, and you just mm. look at them and you go yes that is what that this is, looks like yeah that is the site yeah uh reddit looked a bit different from how reddit looks but i think i do see it on mobile a lot so yeah reddit yeah. on computer and reddit on mobile looked really different still like you could tell where you were but um it was just really nice to see like i think they really set up a lot of these things like made real pages and all that sort of stuff yeah. on the sites and then made a bunch of fake yeah. accounts and to like things and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they clearly um, that that's all this people helping them. I think is there was probably quite a few people like in the, on the programming end or in those companies. Or I think it also says something that there's a lot of Russians who worked on this movie. Wasn't that disturbing? <laughs> it, well, it makes sense because Timovic Membatov made the. It um, also some of film. it was shot in Russia, and I'm trying to work out which bits. Probably oh, the probably um, the lake stuff. Oh no, I would have said just the like they would have said it's shot on Russia because the shots of the computers. The stuff that was happening on the computers was done in Russia without John Cho. Ah, oh, surely that, that those would make shots. sense. Yes, yes, yes. The programming stuff. Yeah, of all course. the program stuff would have just mm. been shot in Russia because you just need shots of a computer. You don't need John don't Cho need to be people. in it. Yeah. So I've just figured that was that. Yeah, yeah. I was weirded out by the whole shot in Russia thing, even though what's his name, Timo Beck. <laughs> Beckmambatov. Beckmambatov is has, is Russian. Um, yeah, so he's Russian. So I kind of get that he's Russian. It was just one of those weird little bits in the credits. But that makes sense if they used Russian programmers to help. I just love John Cho so much. Isn't he wonderful? He is wonderful. And I just like getting to see him have a lead in something because I've just been watching him for such a long time, you know? And he's so engaging and he carries this film. Yeah. He is in, in like... 90% of the scenes, he mm. is the point of view character and he's so wonderful mm. and he absolutely, like, you just want to watch more of him and you want to know more about him, you want to see more of him. Yeah, he's fantastic. For me, one of the biggest letdowns of the movie is that their reunion isn't very good. And, I f like, the reunion between um, mm. David and Margot is not very good. And I think that's partly a letdown of the structure. Yeah. Because how are we going to get to see their precise, tearful, heartfelt, her waking up in the hospital thing? Why would anybody film that? Exactly. You know, there's no reason to have that be found footage. Exactly. Mm. So, like, it I, it just sucks that we don't get to have that. Because when she's brought up on the thing, literally all I could think of was, like, stop moving her head around. She might have spinal injuries. Yeah. You know, like. There's a, actually a couple of moments like that. When they arrest Deborah Messing and they're using the funeral live stream. Yeah. It's really, really tense. I yeah. was really concerned she was going to pull a gun yeah, and shoot herself or someone else or something was going to go on like that. And it's really, really tense and we don't actually see the cops get her. We see her start to walk towards them. But then well, it cut, it, obviously the, st the stream cuts off for yeah. obvious 
reasons, but also that means that the next thing we see is them all outside on the news footage. But see, I liked that because it ups the tension mm. and then you're like, oh, my God, what happened for those few moments? Yeah. And then you see but her come out and I you've got I think they're doing the... the same thing with the daughter when she comes off when she's on the stretcher and your eyes are closed and he's hugging her face and then the, and then it cuts off and the next thing you see is her picture on the first day of school. The, no, they're messaging yeah. in the picture from the first day of school. See, but I think – and I've talked about this before, I think, actually. There was another movie that we did where I was like, but they didn't get to hug. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But, like, there is an emotional catharsis that I think is necessary yep. for a movie where you're watching for this long somebody looking for something – that somebody looking for someone else yeah that you need the moment of reconnection yeah. like and that's not a moment of reconnection if one of them's passed out yeah and like you you could quite easily I'm, do um you could do a hospital thing like i don't know the uncle um the brother could be filming it yeah you know for their parents back home i don't know like you could you could he could be facetiming or something like yeah that. if he one of the nurses could facetime to the brother or um yeah there could be like I don't know, they signed some kind of media deal. I don't know. Like one of the nurses was filming um, this. No, when you said the brother though, I was like, oh, it would make total sense if he was like, if they, if he was the next face we saw and we still didn't know what, ha- what was happening and he used like vague language about her, uh-huh. like, oh, you know, not sure what's going on or whatever. And then he goes in with the camera and he sees them, her wake up. Yeah. Or like they're not sure if she's going to wake up or whatever. Yeah. Could still be really tense. Yep. And it would mean that we get to – because you have to have in a tense thriller the emotional release of the moment when they reconnect. Yeah. That is an emotional release for the audience. Like we get to reconnect this relationship that's been broken. Yeah. Um, And it is very sweet the way that they do it, but it's not as emotionally intense as getting to see them in the hospital together or whatever. Yeah. So that was just a bit of a letdown for me. Yeah. And I know I've talked about that you, sort of thing Yeah, you before. always need the hug. Yeah, it's that emotional kind of release. Like yeah. if you're waiting for a scare for ages and one doesn't come, you need to have – in a horror movie or whatever, you need yeah. to have the scare not long after that. Because uh, – yeah. Because otherwise there's no – and unless the movie is trying to make you still keep – on edge but that movie clearly isn't no. searching wants you to have the release at the end or else they wouldn't have the happy ending yeah so like it, it's a really important emotional beat in a story mm. to have the reconnection and i did like the when you know the little dot 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 came up and we were all like oh is he gonna actually write mum would be proud of you because we know mm. that that's what he was writing yeah because he wrote it earlier and deleted it yeah and that's really sweet mm. but you could still have had that after the like you know shaky cam footage of them hugging in the hospital and her waking up or something. Because yeah. we don't even know that she woke up until we see her computer, which is a really – it's a, it's not going to have that emotional release to see her computer. No. And, like, that doesn't have that same moment of relief. You know? No, no. Yeah, so, I yeah, I like the hug. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of thrillers or whatever, if you're looking for somebody, you've got to have the hug at the end. You've got to have a reunion. Mm. Because you're building the whole movie to that. Mm. So I found yeah. the ending a bit of a letdown. But overall, I thought the movie was great. Yes, I really, really love this movie. Me too. I was so surprised by how great it was. I was like so it could have caught up in it. Yeah, it could have gone down so many rabbit holes and not been good. But they really kept it tight and made it work. Mm. I really liked, um, and I thought the brother was great too. Actually, I mm. thought that he was very, mm-hmm. yeah, believable in that role. And yeah, Joseph Lee, who I yeah. he hasn't been in much. Yeah, I kind of recognize him, but I I can't quite. Oh, he was from Lion, um, not Lion. It's not that lion. Not that lion. Oh. 
Yeah, I did the same thing. Um, anyway, I feel like I know him. But anyway, he was really good too. He was. And they were very believable together. Mm-hmm. I, I Clearly, he made an impact on me because I kept thinking about him through the whole movie. Yeah. I thought Deborah Messing was kind of a little over the top. Yeah. But it, it was fine for the movie, I think. Yeah, she was a little. But yeah, also kind of it worked for where they were going with her. Yeah. I mean, again, with her, I, I think it was because it was so obvious that she was off, I was like, oh, it can't possibly be her. Yeah. The best known she's... guest star. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was the best guest, best known guest star rule. And not not that she did it, but it was her son, but still yeah. like, and she killed that poor guy. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, she, it was so obvious. She was so obviously off that I thought something had to be up with her. Yeah. And I thought maybe she was too intense because her son was like, like that she'd lost a child or something like that seemed yeah. likely. Yeah. Especially with that story about him stealing the money and stuff mm-hmm. or something like that. I just didn't. I was like, oh, surely it's not her because it's so obviously her. Yeah. And then it was her. Surprise, surprise. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I thought the movie was great. I'm going to give it four stars. I likewise, I'm going to give it four stars because I just had such a good experience watching and this. Let's get more movies with John Cho as the lead because he needs more movies with him as the lead. He is fantastic. Yeah. If you liked it like, as much as we do, like, get your friends to buy tickets. Yes. <laughs> Tell them to buy tickets and go and see it at the movies because it is so good. It is. All right. Uh, I guess we'll wrap up. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like old episodes or show notes, uh, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>